Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Well, 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 we are back. That song never gets old. It never gets old. (laughs) Um, Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Riveting. Riveting conversation. Today, honestly, we're going to, you know, we're going to get in there a little bit today and talk about some important stuff. Actually, today, um, we're going to talk about accountability. Yes, we are. So, no holds barred, but first let me say hello to Eva. Oh, hello, Charles. Hello. How are you? Well, thank you. Excellent. Let me just start by uh, reading briefly the definition of accountability as per our friend Miriam Webster. Webster. Right. The quality or state of being accountable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> An obligation or willingness to accept responsibility for one's actions. Accountability doesn't mean punishment. Accountability is a willingness to accept responsibility for our own actions. And, you know. So revenge wasn't in there. No. Oh, that's too bad. Stupidity, revenge. You know, it's about owning up to whatever it is you are and what you're doing. And I think that's important for you to do that. Yeah, it probably for is. For you. And, and, and it's and that's the whole point, right? We're not coming from a place of we're accountable more so than others. We're just saying when we, we know more than others, we truly know the meaning of accountability. We see how much it's lacking out there. So when our head hits the pillow, we kind of take it to heart a little more now. And we're being a little more mindful of what being accountable is, which it is different for everyone, right? Uh, yeah. I agree. It is different for everybody. Um, but we can't, you know, we can't get away from it, right? We can't just sit around, trash talk, or bury our heads. You know, we need accountability for that too, mm-hmm. right? And um, starting out by saying, you know, when we did shows in the past on bullying, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. we talked about the bully, the victim, and the bystander. Yes, we did. And we talked about how all three have accountability. And really, the bystander can do so much more good than maybe is realized just by being accountable. Right. And we saw that recently in the news. Very carefully, we did see that recently in the news. Right. The bystanders didn't just stand by. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, There's, you know what? And just to get into that a little deeper again, you know, we're talking about accountability. If we take that, the recent um, George Floyd case. Right. Where that woman took accountability and showed a video of what was going on because it was, and, and she believed it was wrong right. and dangerous, right. and she couldn't just sit there and watch it because then she would just be a bystander and part of the problem. Right. 
but there were others there too, and all of them stepped up. The courage the that is required to sometimes be accountable is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And so that is the good example of accountability, mm-hmm. right? And which we are very grateful to learn from that example because it does take courage. On the other hand, let's spin on this a little bit and talk about the flip side of lack of accountability. And I have to say, you know, in the case of the officer or in the case of a bad guy Mm -hmm. who has been at work for years and years and years, Mm -hmm. so that behavior didn't just occur at that exact moment, Mm -hmm. right? So all the people around him in his world or in his home were more bystanders than accountables, right? Well, I mean, they could have been accountable. Right. Right, but they were just standing by. Right. They they didn't necessarily, I don't know what the reason is. Um, They didn't necessarily have the courage to stand up or they didn't want to buck the tide. You know, we talked in the past about at the end of the day, most just side with the most aggressive Right, because sometimes you think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And you see that there, when you see that there is no accountability and that the people that are accountable sometimes that do step up, get taken out, well, you're either going to lay low or you're going to join forces. One of the things we talked about with the in the bullying show that we did mm-hmm. was on the victim side, one of the best things a victim can do is network, right? Right. And I want to say now that it's a year later from that uh, or so, I want to say that really the best the bystander can do is network also. Um, well, because you can't go it alone. Right. You right. can't we go it alone. Know that you can't be the only one. If everybody <laughs> – it always reminds me of that, that – old corporate thing this is going to age us severely but that old corporate exercise where they'd be like close your eyes you know turn around and and then you know fall backwards that one video showed that yeah you're falling she forward. fall forward yeah <laughs> but, but but if you do it correctly and you fall backwards supposedly everyone there is supposed to just you know hold you now i've actually been in one of those where they let him go Right. They let him fall. Not that he was a bad guy, but he was kind of a big guy and they let him go. And it was it was terrible. I mean, he didn't get hurt. I mean, people kind of tried to help, but it was terrible. And that, you know, that trust exercise went right in the toilet. And but that's what you see on a on a mental level that people do. They just kind of step back. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. That's a good like, way. To explain it. Yeah, they mentally step back. Maybe, you know, in that case, it's a physical exercise. But what we do is we mentally step back. And I'm not going to pretend that I've been the one that always steps up. You know, I'll mentally step back too. Well, we have an answer for everything. I will say that. But we're just maybe not as accountable as we need to be. And it might be um, because we feel isolated. Sometimes being accountable is going against the tide or against the grain and you feel isolated and you kind of pull back from it. Right. You know, if you see something that's wrong, (laughs) I mean, you know, 
some of it is just common sense. Well, I'll tell you what happened differently, I think, in this incident that was recently in the news than has been in the past, is that there was a whole group that stepped up together. And that's what we've talked about in the past. You need that whole group to step up together. And not just her filming, but she held it steady. She stepped up. The one guy called 911. I mean, there was just a lot of evidence and a lot of people around and a lot of witnesses that said yes and stepped up and said, yes, I will testify. Yeah, and so that's a big difference. That's a big difference. When you have that many people. And that happened by, I don't know, coincidence that there was people there. Um, wasn't planned. Well, and I think that in the past, because of awareness, because of what you've been seeing in the news lately, people have more awareness. And instead of stepping back, they stepped up. Yeah. They stepped up together. And they let her film. And they were careful for her, even though it was super scary for her. You know, she didn't know what was going to happen. And they all then stepped up and did different parts. Like nobody jumped on him, but yet everybody was kind of saying, hang on a second, saying something, filming it, calling 911. So there was just so much evidence contrary to what he might have said about what happened. That was an unbelievable, so many lessons from that. And I don't like talking about it because the victim is permanent and the victim's family is permanent. It's permanent, right. And um, it's, I, I, I can't comprehend what that's like. And so, but with that, you know, that makes me a little more aware of my own accountability. Because if I sit back and say nothing, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm not really being accountable for my own beliefs, right? Right. But it, it's not that it's easy to be accountable. Being accountable is not easy, but it's easier when you have other people with you. When you have other people standing up, when you have other people saying, no, this was wrong. And so we have a lot to talk about during this show because I wanted to talk about um, just performance versus trust and Simon Sinek. But then I also wanted to talk about what we talked about not too long ago about the when a plane is just a little bit off in degrees when it on takeoff from LA and it was meant to go to New York, just a few degrees off, we'll send it to DC. And so with some of these things, that plane is just a few degrees off. And if someone isn't held accountable and pointed in a better direction, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Right. So little changes is that? Yeah. I think that it's, I think, when it comes to accountability, so much of, of everything that we've been talking about, I kind of wanted to put it all together in one show to say, here's how we stay accountable. And here's why accountability is important. And here's why staying the course and at least trying to do what's right is the right thing. Because when you let the plane go off course, you're going to be in the beginning, it's not that big of a deal. In the beginning, you're thinking you're doing the right thing. But after a while, you're way off course. And you end up having someone dead on the street. Yeah. No, it's it's right? true. It's going off course can really lead, doesn't lead to anything good. Right? Right. And, you know, going back in my own remorse real quick before our first break, you know, when 
so in New York City, we we have a very diverse population and a very diverse workplace workforce. Right. Okay. So when when I relocated to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and they held this humongous open house, and the mayor had a ribbon cutting because it was a big company, um, and we spent a week of open house interviews. We must have interviewed thousands, mm-hmm. um, and the only people that were hired was the same demographic, the same demographic of the area, and. To me, coming from New York City, it stood out blatant. And to to the people that were there, they it didn't. They were being accountable for filling the open wrecks. Right. And I was trying to be accountable for bringing diversity into the workplace. And they looked at me like it made no sense, and I let it go. Right, right, right. We let it go. Right. right. Because we think, well, you know, pick your battles, right? Pick your battles. Right. How how could I ever redeem myself? You know, it's complicated. However, you brought it up a little bit. When you bring it up, unless you have a lot of people behind you, you're one little squeaky wheel in a big machine. Well, in my case, my little one little loud mouth. <laughs> right. And still, even though you're loud, everybody you're not loud enough and they just dismiss it. It's just dismissed. So this is the way it's always been. Yeah. Done. Accountability is complicated. Um, it really it is. is. And we're just scratching the surface. We talked about a lot of things, but just to show there's different forms, different examples. Right. Right. So we'll take our first break. Right. And when we come back, we'll dive a little deeper. So please yep. stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items too. That's shopcharlieandeva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. is a new dimension in sound. This is TalkZone.com. Internet Talk Radio. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our topic today is accountability. So, when I was thinking about accountability, I stumbled upon in a YouTube video because we love YouTube. We love YouTube. We do love YouTube. Stumbled upon um, a Simon Sinek talk. Very, very short. Very simple to the point. Correct. Performance versus trust. And what he had done is he had worked with the Navy SEALs and he wanted to know how is it that you go about picking your team? The highest performing team that we know of. Right. They are the highest performers. How do you go about finding the these people. 
And they said, actually, it's very simple. They had a graph. And one side was performance and the other side was trust. And it's very simple, simple metric, right? So it was, you have your high performers, low performers, and you have low, low um, trust and high trust. So he said, you know, low trust, low performer. No, nobody really wants that. Nobody wants them. You know, high trust, high performer. Everybody wants them. Duh. But when you have a high performer, low trust, no, no. They prefer a medium performer with high trust and even a low performer with high high trust. (laughs) Because they said with the performance, so this person you trust with your life because they're a high performer and with the criteria for a Navy SEAL. However, low trust means you wouldn't trust them with your money or your wife, (laughs) right? So I thought that was really interesting. It really is. So what he was saying was that when you have your high performer with low trust, those are your toxic team members and your toxic leaders. Hmm. Toxic, right? Because this perfect person is all about performance regardless but the trust is so low, nobody trusts them. So that means that they're getting that high performance, God knows what way, Yeah. right? So it's funny, it's sort of like, um, and I know this is going to make people say, this guy is not right. But um, when I do with softball coaching, E equals MC square, to me means energy has more weight in the equation over mass. Um, So... It's the same thing I think of with this, that trust has more weight in the equation when recruiting great teams. Right, because he's saying that when it comes to corporate, that there's all sorts of metrics around performance and zero sum to zero around trustworthiness. And his point was something like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, that when you go to the high perform high performers, ignoring the trust factor, the metrics are off the charts. They're doing everything right on their job, but it blows up the organization. Right. However, the reason it blows up the organization, why? Why did he say that? He said that because those are the ones that we promote and we bonus. Hmm. And that's what we used to see all the time in corporate. You could have the biggest jerk, but if for some reason he got around people and was a good performer, they would promote him. They would promote him out of different areas where there were issues. And as they went up the ladder, they got more and more toxic because what's everybody seeing? Everybody's seeing that it's performance regardless of your trust level that makes all the difference. So people then emulate that. Yeah, it's tricky. So in the context of accountability, it's sort of like, both ends of the spectrum, the high perf- the performance side and the trust side of the graph, need to understand the balance. They need to have accountability for the balance in the equation and not be overweight one way or the other and understand the value mm-hmm. and be accountable to their place in the in the spectrum. Well, the point of the talk was is that promoting high performance without looking at the trustworthiness factor 
creates a toxic work environment, which in the long run blows up the organization always. Yeah. The organization always gets blown up. Somewhere down the road, it gets blown up. And that could come out in high turnover. It could come out in many different ways. Many but yeah. different ways. But yeah, it will it will actually blow up somewhere down the road. And he said, what you're missing are the natural leaders, the gifted natural leaders. They may not be the highest performers, but when that trustworthiness is high, when people feel like they have their backs, when people feel like they're not being thrown under the bus, it unleashes, and he didn't add this to this. He might have later in the talk. I mean, the piece we saw was really small. But one of those things that that does is it unleashes creativity. When people feel like they're covered, it allows them to perform at their best. Yeah. When you're in a toxic work environment, it's not okay. And that's what I've always said about when you see, you know, now lately in the news, we've been seeing, you know, police officers. You can't tell me that other people trusted him because there was a lot of issues with him. And you can't tell me that other people on the force really trusted him. They might trust him if they know that he's their friend. But the problem with if someone doesn't have a high trustworthiness level, how long will they be your friend? If you, if you do something they don't like, you could be next on the radar. God, that's and another, know that. another unbelievable lesson example from that incident. Mm-hmm. Right? It really is. Um, you have the bully, the victim, and the bystanders. Right. And uh, so, you know, the... If we if we can take away one thing from the show collectively, it's um, be accountable, even as a bystander, for what you believe in. Um, it's tricky because, you know, we're not saying what's right or what's wrong because it's not really on us to do that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we could have severe differences, but we need to be accountable for them and need to be accountable for our actions, not our differences, but our actions. So the way I look at it, and you guys listening can just hear me out and you can make your own decision. But the way I look at it is by not holding people accountable and by not holding ourselves accountable, lives are ruined, right? So Here's someone who spent a lot of time on the force, probably started in his head going there to do the right thing. Right? Metrics his way, maybe. Up. Right. Metrics his way, followed what they told him to do. But by not holding him accountable and by, by not saying, hang on a second, this is going too far. You've got all these incidents. This is going too far. By not holding him accountable, now... His life is ruined, regardless of whether or not how much prison term, how much prison time he spends. His life is now basically ruined and his family's life is ruined. And then the person that he killed, that whole family's life is ruined. Right. I mean, there's all these people that are now victims to this when if he had been held accountable, who knows, there could have been a good chance that that plane could have been moved a few directions a different way and things would be a little bit better. And that's why accountability, in my mind, is so important because it can save an organization. It can save people from hating their jobs. It can be the difference between loving your job or hating your job. So why does everybody have to go to work 
And I mean, we hear this all the time and we had this ourselves. You know, you're hating it because everybody's buying into these toxic cultures instead of riding the plane a little bit. Um, I'm speechless because it drives me crazy. It sound, it seems like such a simple thing. And what happens is like in that guy's case, um, maybe people would say, you know what, that's BS because he was written up. But that's not the same thing as the person sitting next to him in the car saying, you know, maybe you need to uh, be a little more accountable for that. Well, but as as it gets worse and worse and as he is not reprimanded and as others are saying this is the way to police, right, it becomes more and more ingrained. And just saying, oh, you know, you know, you need to pull back a little bit. That's not going to do jack. It's not going to do anything, right? And I think the other thing that Simon Sinek said in that talk that I really liked, because this was so freaking true, and I was saying this before, was it's very easy to find the toxic people. He said, all you have to go do is ask a team, who's the asshole? And he said, everybody knows. And they always point to the same person. He said he's been in multiple organizations Ask who's the asshole, and they know immediately so, who the uh, asshole is. Yeah, on the one hand, um, most of us are bystanders, but when it comes to finger pointing, we know who the bad guy is. Everybody knows who the bad guy is. Everybody knows who the bad guy is. And then he said, on the flip side, ask them who they trust, who's there for them when they need them, who's always helpful. And he said, and they know who that person is, too. They know who the natural leader is on the team, always. He said they always know. Yeah, but you always have to ask, who's the asshole? Everybody knows, but they don't do anything about it. Yeah, it's terrible, and that's why maybe, you know, maybe networking has more value than we realize, you know, um, in a group or in a team or in a company. Um, but, you know, unless you network down the wrong path, Right. And the other thing that I've noticed, it seems lately that there's no, I'm not crazy about the mentorships because that's always this one-on-one, but there should be more training for everybody. You know, there'll be training for the people that are like higher ups and corporate and stuff, but for the lower levels, there should be training for everybody. Everybody should feel like a team and not just not just some of these, you know, BS training exercises where we're all teams, like, you know, let's guess some questions and answers and blah, blah, blah. You know, no, no, like real team building where you get to know people. And the more we work remote, it's easier to get away from the toxic people. It's it's harder for the toxic people to be toxic. Yeah. Right. Because they're just one on one. That's a good point. With yeah. themselves, right. So that's why people don't want to go back to work now. They want to keep it the way it is. A, they don't have the crazy commute. B, they don't have to drag their poor kids to child support and child support, um, child care, and then try to pick them up and get them to where everybody it's needs crazy. to go. It's crazy, right? So they're liking some of people. Some people are liking that a lot better once they got used to it. And also, you don't have to see Bob, who could be your tormentor at work, or Joan, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, I would say great teams can move mountains and teamwork is not a form of socialism, 
right? Where some people interpret it like everybody's equal and all that nonsense. No, I don't. I don't believe in that either because I don't think that everybody needs to be equal. You can have the people that perform that shine and let them shine, but you don't want one person to shine because he or she is like keeping he, their foot on their neck, right? right? I right. mean, that's what you don't want. You want people to shine because they naturally shine in what they're doing. You don't want them, you don't want one guy shining because he's the one that figured out a way to like slam everybody else because he's got a little bit of a conscience issue and let the people that maybe are naturally good but maybe not the most vocal have some say as well. Jeez. Imagine having like focus groups on, on this topic in the workplace. What courage that would well, take. Well, you do. They do do these kind of things, right? They do do these focus groups and they do have voice of the employee and all of that, right? They have all of that, but they don't do much with it. When the rubber hits the road and somebody's saying, we've got a toxic worker here. They don't do much if it's a good performer. Yeah. They don't. And they haven't. And when you have an HR person that actually does do what they're supposed to do, they get taken out. They get. I've seen it time and again. A good HR manager or a good HR VP will be fired because they're good. <laughs> because they're good. Because they focus on the H in the R. Right. Right. That's exactly right. All right. Well, we are about to take our second break. So stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. This is Charlie Lobosco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. If this is not happening in your agile environment, reach out right now. My Agile Coaching and Certification Training Programs empower you with Agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say become Agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is TalkZone.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. All right, we will continue our conversation on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Today's topic is accountability. 
And so we were just talking about different things we've seen in different organizations. Yeah, I mean, um, all around, you know, the work and the specifics and the metrics, but really it comes down to trust and accountability. Right. Right. And there's many examples, you know, uh, and I didn't even share this with you, but earlier in the week, I was with two guys in the car and they were talking about Apple. They -hmm. work at Apple and they were talking about this new facility they're building mm-hmm. they, uh, that's going to hold another 5,000 employees. They already have one in this area that holds 10,000 employees. Mm-hmm. But in this new facility, there's going to be a whole medical center. It's going to be doctor, dentist, everybody, so that you can go to the doctor and not miss work. Oh, and, wow. you know, knowing what I know now about the high performance versus trust, I'm thinking that they're in danger of hitting that high performance, low trust, right? By not allowing people to leave if they're ill, you know, or or just live on the job. If you have a dental appointment, just make it from your desk, go take a long extended lunch and come back. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Right. You know, I wonder in in the planning sessions, if anybody said, where is the accountability towards um, the purposeful life of the employee? Right. You know, and how is that going to fare? We're not we're not saying it's weak or or anything, but we're creating a work prison. Right. You know, and I was talking to someone recently that was talking about her, her um, niece and her niece had taking had taken a part time job somewhere. Actually, it was a full time job and she was trying to get her acting career off uh-huh. the ground. Right. So she took a full time job and she was a high performer. She was one of their top salespeople and it was on the phones. But each month they moved the metrics higher and higher and higher and she finally said i can't keep up i'm at capacity and they said oh well and she said well then i'm going to have to go and they said oh well you're going to have to go that's where you put metrics over people yeah and it doesn't make sense to do that no it doesn't make sense that's a big problem too and you know we've seen it in the past all throughout our career um and i don't know why we kind of side on the trust end of the spectrum as more value than the performance. Maybe it's because we're highly sensitive or maybe it's just from experience and better results come from it. Well, because here's what I think. When you have someone that's trustworthy, it's very rare that that person is a crappy performer. I mean, one of the reasons that you trust them is because you're trusting their judgment. And if they've got good judgment, they've got your back, they're helping you out. They have to know what they're doing too in order to do that. In order to help you get through and the team get through, they have to be somewhat proficient, if not very proficient at what they do. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, even on the bully side, you're alienating yourself to be taken out eventually. Mm -hmm. So there's no trust there either. No, because... That's what that's what a lot of those people will say. They will say, well, I don't trust you guys. You guys don't have my back. No, no, we don't. Right. No, (laughs) No, we don't. We will step away from the circle when you're going backwards. You know, it's clear that 
and I don't want to say it's an epidemic of lack of accountability because it's complicated and, you know, it applies to us as well. So when my head hits the pillow now, I have to say two things. Am I being accountable for my actions and are my actions, you know, with good intention? Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to wipe out the human race and I'm accountable for that, that's not what we're saying. Well, but you can have good intentions and still not do the right thing. And so that's why it's important for for organizations and for teams and for any team, be it a family team, to be accountable with each other, to say, yeah, I know that you're not doing this out of malice or because you have, you know, anger in your heart. But you're not on the right path. This is going to this is going to screw us up. And if you screw yourself up, it's going to screw us up as well. Yeah, it's very difficult. You know, there's all this talk about this young kid that went across state lines and and he ended up killing two people. And everyone was saying, well, he was you'll hear some people saying, well, he was just defending himself. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Not about what he did. He had no business going across state lines. He should have been home. (laughs) He should have been home. Where's the accountability for keeping his butt at home? At that age. Right, at that age. No business owning a gun and no business going across state lines and no business being in the middle of this armed. And no No business. And no business trying to defend it and justify it. Right. And so... I look at it as he ruined the lives of two families and he ruined his own life. No matter how many people shore him up, no matter how many people let him out on bail, no matter how many drinks people buy him, somewhere down the road, he's going to have a day of reckoning and it has ruined his life. He now has two people dead on his watch. Yeah, for no reason. For no reason. His intentions were not warranted. To begin with. Right. But he had no business being there. Write the plane before it goes off course. Write the plane. Yeah. No business. And and you very rarely, I haven't heard anybody say that. No business being there. You ruined his life. You ruined his life with this. Yeah. Nobody seems to um, discuss accountability, right? They do. But it's always kind of in this airy-fairy way. That's why I liked when Simon Sinek said, you just go to a team and you ask them, who's the asshole? Everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. And everybody kind of chuckles under their breath. But you know that's what they're saying. And so part of what I was talking about in this, um, on this show was we were talking about accountability. We're talking about leadership. But another piece that I added to it was integrity. And integrity is about being truthful, being honest with yourself, having some integrity Telling the truth as best you can and being truthful in your thoughts as best you can. Now, we are pummeled with information every single day. And there's a lot of stuff that we think we know that we don't know. And I, we're all in that boat. You know, you, me, everybody's in that boat. But just trying to be as in integrity as you can be. And one of the ways, and actually Martha Beck just wrote a book on integrity, and I really like this book. And one of the ways that you can tell if you're in integrity or not, people used to use that term all the time, in integrity. But one of the ways that you can tell whether or not 
you're in integrity is how does it feel? How do you feel? And I think that's a big thing that we as, as a universe, right, as a population have put on the back burner. How do you feel? How do you feel when you do what you're doing? And some people, they might feel good, right? That, and so some people will say that, well, these people feel good when they do this stuff, right? But then it's the, around the people around them that need to say, Mm-mm-mm, that's this is that's not okay. revengeful, not good. No. And sometimes people don't have that chip in their head where they're not understanding that what they're doing is not good or worse, don't care. Yeah. Don't care. And that was the one thing that for me stood out when Dave Chappelle talked about the eight minutes and 46 seconds. He said, regardless of what the police force thinks and regardless of what anybody else thinks, why wasn't he afraid that the hand of God wasn't going to come down and strike him? Yeah. You should have been afraid of that. Yeah. Right? Should have been afraid of that. You know, Simon Sinek does a great job um, keeping it into the workplace, but it really is outside the workplace as well. As well, where- because now our workplace is in our house. Yeah. Workplace is in the house now. There's no... it. And it's been going that way already for years. I mean, it used to be you would leave, you would go. And in the early days, before we became global and before we had the Internet, you lived where you worked. And so if you were a CEO and you had a company, your kids were invested in that company. Your wife was invested in that company. You saw people that you everybody knew for you. Everybody knew. Right. So there was more accountability there. Because it wasn't so anonymous. It was personal. It was personal. If this town goes under because your company goes under, we all go under together. There was more accountability. Now as it's become bigger and bigger and bigger and more global and international, the accountability is less and less and less. Plus, when the truth is removed from, you know, the conversation – so goes the accountability. Right. Right. And it's hard. It's hard to keep the integrity of things because you and I both know this too, because we were a part of it too. You always tried to spin it in the best light possible. Yeah. Because nobody wants to hear bad news. Nobody wants their spouse to be a depressive. Nobody wants to hear bad news at work. Yeah. Even because we're spending millions of dollars. But the problem is, is when you don't hear bad news in the beginning, you hear it on the back end. And it comes as a shock. And it's millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in the toilet. Yeah. And it's a shock. But yet, up until that point when it becomes a shock, yeah, we don't want to hear any bad news. No bad news. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Tell us what you did good. And there is a place for that where you do want to tell people what's good. You don't always want to be the downer. But then there's also the place where people need to know what's going on. I think also there's habits and practices. Um, You know, common sense tells us that if you're posting negativity constantly through social media, you need to be accountable for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if, if this one is the bad guy and this one is the bad guy around you and this one is the bad maybe you're the bad guy 
Well, yeah, it's like that old joke. You know, if you run into a bad guy, if you run into an asshole in the morning and in the afternoon, in the evening, you know, it yeah, might be you. It might be you. <laughs> right? If you want, run into one in the morning, then, yeah, maybe you just ran into one. But if you run into them every single day, then, yeah, it might be you. So that's the issue here, right? We need to be accountable personally for what we do, what our actions are. We can spin it however we want. We could agree with what we're talking about, disagree with what we're talking about, and do nothing about our own personal accountability. And that doesn't help. Well, and I used to say this when I was single, right, with married people, because I'd say, yeah, it's it's easy to blame, well, because, you know, we got married, I gained 20 pounds, or we got married and I stopped doing X, Y, and Z. I said, it's easy to blame your spouse. I'm single and have all these same issues, right? It's <laughs> It's got nothing to do with your spouse. It's got everything to do with us and our own ability to be accountable. Well, you were always that person that was more logical uh, around conversation, well, which was cool. Up to a point, up to a point. <laughs> One more segment coming up. Yes. Um, so please, guys, stay with us. We will be right back. Let's face it. Getting noticed at work can be tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. Hi, I'm Eva Levandusky, and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis, and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Are we ready? Yeah! The real reason for the invention of the Internet. TalkZone.com Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com Thanks for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our topic today is accountability. Personal accountability. By leadership and integrity. You know, um, when I go back to the old Kung Fu episode... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where Cain says, if you speak the truth, there's only one story to remember. 
It's absolutely true. And so we've had so many shows on different things like bullying, and then we had it on also on anger, and we had some on truthfulness. And all of these come into play when you're talking about accountability. And the reason accountability is so important is because when that plane is just a few degrees off course, if you keep letting it go, it goes way off course. That's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. So you don't have to, I don't have to reboil the ocean. I can just shift a little bit. Right. You know, so like, let's say I'm being lazy and I have to be accountable for that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't have to reinvent my life, right? Right. Just have to learn to be accountable for my actions and maybe do one or two things. I mean, I understanding it is half the battle. It is. Do one or two things, small steps, and see where that leads. Right. Right? Um, if you trash talk now, a lot of us trash talk, I mean, we need to be accountable for that. Well, if you truly believe in what you're trash talking – instead of saying, I am accountable for that, maybe we need to be accountable to communicate that better. That was my point on that, because I found myself even the other day on the street when we were talking with people we know, I started getting escalated. Yep. And it's not okay to get escalated. Everybody's entitled to their opinion up to a point. Yeah. But make a better argument. Make yep. a better argument. Don't get so escalated. Just make a better argument. You know, have those ducks in a row and make a better argument. But really, when it comes to accountability, if you think about it, it's always about the small shift. I mean, until it gets huge, and then you might have to make some huge shifts. However, if you start nipping in, nipping things in the bud sooner, I think it would just make such a big difference in the workplace, at home, everywhere. And. You know, there's limits to that because a lot of us, you know, a phrase that I hear so often that never used to hear in the past, but I hear it almost, well, too much is, uh, okay, let's just agree to disagree. And I'm not, (laughs) I'm not sure what that, what purpose that serves. In other words, we can't communicate. We have no interest in each other's point of view. Right. You know. What are you having for dessert? You know, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It, and that's not going to lead to a better world. It's not. But on the other hand, sometimes what we're arguing about isn't going to lead to a better world. Either. No. But so defining accountability there means I have to be accountable for two things in that example. Listening calmly. Right. And learning how to communicate calmly. Right. Right. And then we can have the conversation. We can have the conversation. Then. So accountability right. shifts a little bit, not, you know, in that, uh, well, I shouldn't have smacked the shit out of that guy. Right. It's like I should listen to that point of view. And if this guy is willing to shout at the rooftops, mm-hmm. really must believe it. Let me see if I can be accountable to respect that and find out why. Right. Something like that. I mean, I don't know if I have the answer, but so the accountability is in listening to understand what's behind the rant and then learning to be accountable for the way I respond. And, you know, it requires a lot of work. Well, and it's tougher and tougher now than it's, I think, ever been, especially because 
there is disinformation out there. And so let's say you've got the Newtown shootings and there is a whole group of people out there that believe that the Newtown shootings was staged. Now, first of all, (laughs) what that would take to have staged that is beyond comprehension because news organizations from across the globe were reporting on it. So you're telling me that it was like a flash mob staging. So, I mean, so there's that that gets thrown into the mix, which is really hard. And it's really hard as we've allowed people more and more to just blatantly lie, not just not just fudge facts and figures or get stuff wrong, but I mean blatantly lie. And no, we've it's, seen it in corporate where people just blatantly lie. You know what? That's I know I'm right. I did I I did the research. Did you do the research? Do the research. That's what right. Yeah. <laughs> and and but no, not even that. Where, where is your research? Just, where people just lie. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it. People will just lie. I mean, I work for someone where she just went around the city and lied. I mean, she just lied. Well, one level deeper real quick on that is Mm -hmm. they could be telling the truth based on what they heard, which was a lie. No, no, no. But she heard what everybody else heard. And then she (laughs) said something completely different. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was just crazy what she was doing. And she went around and she lied. And of course, she got she got fired. And then she ended up getting a better job somewhere else at a really high level. And I was speaking to someone that was at a high level. And he said she would never work here because I worked with her. But no one says you can't hire her because she's crazy. Yeah. And she went on and created havoc at another organization. And millions were lost again. And she has a nice little golden parachute. So go back again. And no one stepped up. No one stepped up. And also somewhat their hands are tied because as a person that, you know, if you work, if she worked for you, you cannot legally turn around and say she's toxic and crazy. Right. So corporate put those metric proof rules in place. Right. Right. Jeez. And so that's the problem. Each time that's crazy. that plane got moved a little bit. It got put right. right back. And millions, millions are lost. And I will say it again, lives were ruined. Yeah. She fired a lot of people for no reason. Yeah. A lot of people for no reason. So we need to be accountable for the metrics too. Or, you know. She didn't. The metrics were made up. There were no real metrics. She was just making them up because she was at such a high level. She made up the metrics. Made up. And yet, when you're telling leadership, this is made up, well, you know, they don't want to deal with it. People don't want to deal with it. And that's why we're in the position we're in. Right. People get paid the big bucks that don't want to deal. Jeez. They don't want to deal with it. it just almost tell seems, me happy news. It almost seems easier to be that way. Right. Just tell me my kid is on honor roll. And if they're not, then I'm going to yell at you and say, you got to move my kid to honor roll because my kid's smart. Yeah. Well, your kid is not smart in terms of what they're doing at school. Yeah. Right. It's complicated. At the end of the day, we just need to be accountable and somehow 
pursue that path towards, as you called it, in integrity. In integrity and understand that not being accountable can really screw up lives. Yeah. Can really screw up lives and that does they don't have to get screwed up. But so this we're not sitting here saying we have all the answers. It's just a little bit different way of looking at something. Looking at it just a little and bit. And it goes everywhere. It goes into the churches. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. This conversation can be applied everywhere. Right. Bystanders can help the most by being accountable in mass. In mass. You right. know. Getting together. Well, thank you for another fine conversation, Charles. Well, yeah. If you don't mind shooting uh, our own horn. Thank you so much. Back. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't agree to disagree in 15 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, but it, it is it is something that we can all do better with. And um, maybe for the next show, mm-hmm. we'll, I will try to have a couple of small steps on how I attempted to repath my plane. Mm-hmm being more accountable and more in integrity as a result of this show. Excellent. Okay. But remind me to do that. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Mm -hmm. We certainly appreciate it. And we hope you have a great week. Take care. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Diva. Be accountable and make a difference. You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Diva. Special thanks to our producer, Randy Meyer, and the entire TalkZone family. All of our replays are available at TalkZone.com. Or download the free TalkZone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Just email us at info at charlieandiva.com. Thanks again for listening. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com.